trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
with that, welcome back to another week here at the Topper Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you heard there was from Yakuza 6, that was Like a Butterfly, the full spec edition, because as you know, if you tuned in last week, we were very much hyped for Kiwami 2. Turned up for me on Saturday, and i got to say, it lives up to the hype. Brilliant title, possibly, arguably, maybe the best Yakuza. It takes the best storyline and brings it up to HD PS4, so... I want to know what your thoughts are if you've played the game thus far. And then after that is another title which recently released from the Sage 2018 demo for Sonic Chaos. That was Turquoise Hill Zone Act 2. And if you've been paying any attention to our social media feeds, you'll know that today I just in fact uploaded a video of Sonic Chaos to our YouTube channel. So go and check that out. I believe we are youtube.com forward slash official Radio Sega. Although if you just want to search in the search bar, it's Radio Sega. That is the final day of our Sage coverage, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had quite a lot of fun doing it and I'm sure Scott has had fun doing it even if he's been late and then forgot to deliver a video yesterday, but uh, <laughs> what can you do? The answer, probably be more prepared. Yes, anyway, welcome to the Topic Resort for another week. As you know, we are here off topic because, well, it's the end of the month. We always do this at the end of the month except <laughs> when the end of the month is the first episode of the series, which has happened both times, but we love to do this, we uh, you know, we just talk about the news, we have a general ch- chillaxing chat, and uh, today we finally see the return of those spam emails, because who doesn't love them? They are, they are mostly entertaining, and we do have a few, uh, we do have a few to read through today. We do have quite a few people in the chat as well, so hello to Shadix Croft, hello to Jstar Max, hello to Twinny, hello to TCB, hello to Electric Boogaloo, hello to IO1980, hello to Eclipse. Uh, who else have we got down here? Uh, hello to The King and hello to Jamie, and if you're lurking, hello to you. If you're listening in on the podcast, hello to you as well, and thank you for tuning in. So, we're going to be getting into the news just shortly, but first of all, I'm going to see what you guys are saying, because I'm not really too sure. Um, okay, apparently there's two Yakuza edits according to Twinny. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, maybe one of them's for the real Yakuza, who knows. And Maxi just joined us in the chat. Hey, what's up, Maxi? Um, also, I've found some new soundtracks on that subject of Yakuza. I've finally found the soundtrack to Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, which took me ages to find. So, we're going to be having that on the playlist probably tonight. Speaking of stuff that's happening tonight as well, we've still got Sega Mix Drive to come at 9pm with Rex, who playing you the best Sega remixes. Uh, I believe it's a theme show tonight, and... or oh, it's the... oh, the mystery mix, sorry, yep, because it's the end of the month. And then after that we've got RSN Live at 2am BST, but in between then, it's the end of the month, and what else do we do at the end of the month here at Radio Sega? We recap everything that's been uploaded to Radio Sega Media, so do join us for that over on our show blogs, not show blogs, are just normal blogs, after Sega Mixed Drive, so probably like half eleven UK time. Yeah, that, that's, that's enough chat for that, let's go ahead and um, get up the news, which I didn't do in advance, because one thing that's been happening tonight is most of the tracks in this playlist I had to download off, you know, either like Mediafire or some website that required nine steps to go through, or YouTube or something. And I lost so much time to that, I spent like an hour and a half easily downloading music today, so I just haven't had time to do the basic stuff. Which reminds me, a big thank you to Twinny, who uh, post, he's been posting tweets for us tonight on the uh, Twitter feed. 
Uh, yes, with that in mind, we are over here at the Sega Bits website. Huge shout-outs to them, because they're our news provider for Season 2. They weren't our news provider for Season 1, but as a reason, we brought them back. So, the first bit of news is Yakuza, and there's a fairly obvious one to talk about with Yakuza, that is. Um, the the release of Yakuza Kiwami 2, it released on Tuesday, and came with the Steelbook, although I hear that if you don't want the Steelbook... Um, a few weeks after launch, they'll just be launching the normal version. But I got the steelbook because because uh, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I'm getting the steelbook for Smash as well. I, I've never really been too big into them, but you know, when I can get them for free or for no extra money, then I'll do that. Uh, that's what I did with uh, Bayonetta as well. I didn't really or Bayonetta Bloody Fate, the uh, the Blu-ray. I didn't really want the steelbook, but I ended up getting it because it was cheaper than buying the normal Blu-ray. Sure, I guess. But, um, yes, yeah, so that came out, but, you know, standard edition in a few weeks. But with that came a, the usual survey. Basically, every Yakuza game, they give you a PS4 survey asking you, you enjoying the game, what would you like to see from the series? And in this new uh, survey for Yakuza Kiwami 2 was about, there was a question specifically about bringing over new or bringing over yakuza titles that previously haven't come to the west or bringing over spin-off titles so that includes yakuza kenzen and yakuza aishin or ishin but it, since it's talking about spin-offs that could also talk about maybe i don't know it's a very far off one but maybe english translations for black panther for uh, ps vita or something even though vita's not really a thing here anymore but you know it's a possibility it's not too far out the too far out the region of possibility but yes, that's the main two that people have taken from this, that Yakuza Kenzen and Yakuza Aishin could be brought over to the West, or localised over here. So that's quite an exciting prospect. Personally, I I don't really know too much about these games except for I hear they're very good. But that is Yakuza games, so that's to be expected. But I would definitely go ahead and pick these up, you know, try and get the special editions if I could. Because the more localizations we support, the more Yakuza we support. You know, the more likely it is for uh, for more games to come to the West in the future that have been trapped in region hell, also known as Japan. <gasps> the hell where games sell very well. So, uh, I'm seeing here a Yakuza Kiwami 2 review. My review is that it's very good. Please buy it, with money. I'm up to chapter 7 currently, and uh, it's, it's good. I wanted to play some today, but I didn't get time due to uh, the past issues I'd already talked about, but yeah really good stuff please buy it uh, aside from that we had some non yakuza news believe it or not and uh, well you've you've all heard it by now it, it's made rounds on the internet for a reason if i can find it yeah there we go so streets of rage 4 was announced those of you who don't know streets of rage 3 was last released on the mega drive so that gives you a hint of how long it's been since the last streets of rage we're potentially approaching 20 to 30 years since the last Streets of Rage. That, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, Electric Boogaloo says that soon we could be expecting a certain magical virtual on. I would love for that to come to the West because uh, it's got some pretty good, pretty great music. It's got some pretty, uh, some pretty good um, gameplay as well. I hear a lot of people complain uh, the pilots look too young, but that's because it's a crossover. But that's the one issue I could see with it, actually, with uh, Certain Magical Virtual On, is that it's connected to the Certain Magical Index IP, which could make it a bit difficult to bring over. But please, please, please bring it over, because it's a fantastic title, I hear. 
Yes, yeah, so Streets of Rage 4. So it has a new art style. It's hand-drawn. It's by the guys who did the Wonder Boy remake, which we have on the playlist. And I was going to play something from, but I just forgot <laughs> to download the soundtrack. So uh, we're not playing. We're not playing anything from that tonight. But Streets of Rage 4. Uh, I saw a lot of complaints actually about the art style, saying it's not 16-bit. It looks like a Cartoon Network show. To which I reply, uh, please be quiet. <laughs> Um, on top of that, um, there was also the fact that the trailer had a completely different music style than the rest of the games. I'm sure you're well aware here at Radio Sega, but the nope, that's the wrong series. The Streets of Rage games have this brilliant techno soundtrack, or brilliant up until the third game where uh, it just sounded like someone having a seizure. But yeah, the first two games had brilliant like techno soundtracks that really pushed the limits of what the Mega Drive could do. And they were composed by the legendary Yuzo Koshiro. We did an episode about him back last season. That was our first composer-based episode. And, well, um, yeah, it's basically not confirmed so far. But in the trailer, he didn't make the music. So it's assumed that he won't be making the soundtrack. However, uh, he posted a statement saying that he can't reveal anything so far. So what I'm personally thinking is happening, this is a game theory, you know, I'm uh, I'm getting those YouTube views here, but what I think what I think has happened is they've already made a soundtrack with the style that you've heard in the trailer. However, they um they also might give user Kashiro as an option. So what that means is like um you know, you can go into the settings and like in the settings, or before you start up the game, it'll have like, which soundtrack do you want to use? And you can use this one, or you can use the user Kashiro one. That's why I feel like it could happen, because the fact that he said he declines to comment means potentially they might be in talks of something. Which makes me think they've already done something, but then he approached them? Or I don't know, but either way, user Kashiro isn't confirmed yet, but I feel like, don't, don't throw the hope out the window, it could still happen. But it looks very cool, it's coming to all platforms supposedly, and there's no word of a physical release yet, although I feel like it may follow in the same footsteps as a, as uh, the Dragon's Trap, which was it was released on all platforms, but then physically on Switch and PS4, I got it physically on Switch myself. Shouts to Andy for that one by the way, because he, uh, he got me that. Um, aside from that, we also had some more Yakuza news, I know, you're so excited. <laughs> I swear this is the only segment where we'll be speaking about Yakuza news. So, the Yakuza Studio will be announcing a new IP next month, which is tomorrow. So they've been making this IP for three years, and it's something completely different, yet similar to the Yakuza series, so it's not going to be in the same universe. It might not even be the same style, supposedly, but, um, yeah. It's... It's supposedly going to be extreme still, so got that little bit of Yakuza Edge, even if it isn't similar whatsoever. Uh, it seems that this will be a part of the TGS show, which Sega will be doing, which will be from September 19th to September 23rd. So just like last year when we got a bunch of Yakuza news there, we'll have to wait up until then. And our final bit of news is, or our final bits of news, comes from the Sega Ages line. For those of you who don't know, this is a lineup of classic re-releases with bonus added features from the, um, the, or it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. It's done by M2, who did the 3D Classics games. But it, the first batch was meant to release this month. It was going to be Sonic the Hedgehog and Thunder Force 4. We talked about this last month. But... They've been delayed. No one was shocked because they only announced this delay a few days before the end of August, at which point there's nothing left of August, so you're not going to release it then. 
but it was delayed until September due to quality control. Now, a lot of people would probably complain, but I don't think anyone did complain here because it's M2, they really do make quality work, they always strive to do their best. So an extra month really isn't that much to wait. And during this month as well, Sega also announced that there would be a, um, a few titles for September, which now have obviously been pushed back to October. And that, I believe, was Fancy Star, was actually the only one now that I think about it. So, the original Fancy Star title for the Master System slash... Electric, damn it, I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> for the Master System slash Mark III, that will be coming to Sega Ages now in October. So you got all those games to look forward to, all three of them, they'll cost £6 each or whatever that converts to in your local region. Personally, very affordable considering all the features that's going to be coming to them, plus... People like Nintendo charge that for their virtual console anyway, and they have no extra features. They don't even look that nice, despite running through HDMI. So, here's hoping that M2 does another fantastic job, just like they always do. Now back to what Electric was saying. Electric was saying, don't I mean lightning force, or lightning force. Yes, I do, Electric. Oh, Mr. Pedantic. Anyway, that's it for uh, this this little talk bed right here. It's time to get in some music before we do that. I should probably say... Tonight's talk bed comes to us courtesy of Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and courtesy of, courtesy of the brilliant composer Richard Jakes, hashtag friend of the station. Will that meme ever die? It probably won't. Anyway, into the music. Since we've announced Streets of Rage 4, there's only one way you can celebrate and that is by banging to the beat of the drums. His island of everlasting stomach, the extended acid mix, right here on the Topical Resort. Bang to the beat of the drum. 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 
Same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort.
Opus Sucks Collective there with Back in the Yard, his remix of Spring Yard Zone, which in turn was a remix of his original remix of Spring Yard Zone. Before that, from Groovemaster303, also from Streets of, uh, Streets of Island, yeah, definitely, yeah. From Streets of Rage Remake, that was Island of Everlasting Stammer, the extended acid mix. I remember when uh, the whole Yuzu Koshiro for Streets of Rage 4 debate thing was going around the other day, someone said, uh, I really wish Yuzu Koshiro did, a, uh, did music for a Sonic game, that would be the best Sonic soundtrack ever. So clearly this person is uneducated, they don't know their Sega education, they've never played Sonic 1 for the Master System, aka one of the best Master System games, only rivalled by Chaos, of course. Uh, that's a bit of a long way of saying welcome back to the top of the resort right here on Radio Sega. There's been a bit of a talk about Wonder Boy down in the chat room. Um, I don't know why it started. Electric said that... Um, uh, what is that? I, I, don't, I don't really know how this conversation started. He just posted a link to a remake of the original Wonder Boy that's supposedly on PS4. And just looking at the screenshot, it looks uh, it looks a bit shovelware Unity-y, game makery. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a good game, but who really knows? Before that, the subject of uh, the original version of Island of Everlasting Summer came up, which because uh, that tracks a remix of the stage theme from Super Adventure Island, the SNES version. A track which, whenever it comes up in the chat room, I always joke that it's Top Gear approved because uh, once, probably around 2008, the Top Gear, the TV show, YouTube channel, just randomly liked the track when they didn't really have anything else in their likes. I assume that was a rookie error, but either way, it's a Top Gear approved track, that one. Back into the news, sh oh, go, let's get back into the news, shall we? And, uh, yeah, I get why we were talking about Adventure Island, but I don't get why we were talking about Wonder Boy, to be honest, Electric. Whatever. Um... Yes, I, I forgot to play my request resort jingle as well. Whoops, requests up next. Anyway, it's time to get back into the news and let's kick things off with Sage. Now, if you've been following us, you know that we've been covering Sage since last Saturday on our YouTube channel. I had to remember for a second because I record them all in advance, unlike Scott. So, I've covered four games in total. I've covered Sonic Mania the Misfits Pack. Oh, interesting. Adventure Island started as a port of the original Wonder Boy. Very interesting, actually. That that makes sense. That's one of the connections there, then. Apologies. <laughs> but yes, um, uh, Sage, I covered Sonic Made of the Misfits Pack, which is a mod which improves levels that were previously disliked by fans. And, you know, gives them a bit of a polish, gives them a bit of that mania flair, and attempts to breathe some new life into them. I thought it was a very good pack myself, especially considering that we don't associate Sage with hacks and mods, that's like the Sonic Hacking Contest's job. But yes, a very solid title to start off the um, the coverage with. And the reason I started the coverage with that one in particular was because um, we only had a select amount of pre-release games to go off. There was like five or six. Five, five of them were sent to us in the star. Or, you know, five of us were sent to the staff who were, uh, who were sort of quote-unquote working on the Sage coverage, uh, quote unquote, because we weren't working on the Sage coverage at all. Uh, that, that was very last minute, or at least the recording for the Saturday one was. But um, yeah, we got through five games and then I, I didn't like any of them, so I looked for the sixth one, and that happened to be the Misfits pack, which I really enjoyed, so that's why that ended up being the first game. Then I got my hands on the actual website, 
So I recorded all the ones I liked from there. I wanted to record Sonic Advance Revamped, however that ran horribly on every hardware setup I tried. It surprisingly works better on a £100 laptop that doesn't have a graphics card and has a really weak CPU. Works better on that than it did on my proper PC. I don't know, like, where was the logic there? Um, especially considering that, like, it would run slightly slowly, like it would run at probably about 0.9% speed. Or, you know, uh, 0.9 times speed, whereas on my PC it would run at, like, 0.1 times speed, so... Uh, but you, if you put them together, you probably could have got a competent game out of that one. That's very weird. Uh, they're the same game, just with the characters and music swapped. I really did not know that. Uh, well then. Huh. Cause I, I always hear talk of Venture Island, I always hear talk of Wonder Boy, but I never knew they were in any way related. Very, very interesting. Thank you for bringing that one up, Electric. See, you learn something new every day. I'm complaining about people's sake education. I didn't even know this basic fact. Uh, our next bit of save, Sage coverage, however, was Petite Hedgehog, which I originally intended to be the third game I played, however, it ended up being the second. Great game with great visuals and a very, very good advanced style of remixes. That's the one I'd recommend you check out the most because it's the most original out of the stuff I've played, actually. Uh, the third title I played was Sonic Eternal. And it's a pretty good game, but it has some issues. It has a few, or a, quite a few glitches, actually. But that doesn't stop it from being fun. It has some good level design. Reuses some assets, which I'm not too keen on, but if I could get some original, like, character sprites, then. I'd, I'd say it would be a very good overall package. And the final game I covered, which just went up on the YouTube and I talked about earlier and played music from earlier, is Sonic Chaos, which is a Sonic Mania-styled remake of the 8-bit classic, which, as I discussed in the video, is my favourite Master System title. It's got a bit of a soft spot in my heart, so... And the fact that I'm saying good things about it compared to the original means it's probably worth your time. Uh, the music's good, the visuals, while it reuses the character sprites and, you know, a few HUD icons from Mania, it has a lot of original assets. Uses a completely original engine, it isn't a Mania mod, it's a fan game, and overall I'd just say it's the most polished of the entire Sage Expo, which is why I saved it until my last pick. Just because it's my last pick, however, doesn't mean it may necessarily be the last you'll see of stage on the YouTube channel. Uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled sometime soon, sometime in the future, <laughs> for uh, for some, uh, some more stage stuff. Perhaps perhaps there were some videos that we had left over from the expo. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, that was my coverage of Sage. I'm sure Scott, if he's on tomorrow, will have to have something to say about Sage because he recorded all his stuff after last week's show. So. You might actually be able to comment on some of the games that he played. Yeah, that's that's that. Uh, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is our next bit of news. And if I scroll up a bit here, we'll see that the launch edition comes with the Japanese artwork because the Japanese and European Japanese and European slash US versions have different artwork. And there's a bit of a complaint about the American artwork, but then fear not, because now there's reversible artwork, so you can get back the original Japanese artwork, don't worry. Uh, they, they revealed that there's going to be a special edition which comes with a, a few bits of DLC, uh, some decals, and reversible cover art. So yeah, it's already out in Japan, for those who don't know, we already have the soundtrack, as I say. 
But if you're if you're not Japanese or you're not you're not in the Asia area and can't easily get a hold of a copy or you can't read you can't read Japanese or you can't read any of the languages it's already been translated into, then October is gonna be your month. If you're either a Yakuza fan or a Fist of the North Star fan, because you are gonna love this, I can guarantee it. Without a doubt. Uh, I think there was one more, one more bit of news for um, Fist of the North Star. Let me try and find it. Yeah, because I believe there was a second. So give, just give me a second here. Haha. That was uh, that was, that was a bad that was a bad bit of filler right there. Uh, there's a lot of news this month, but a lot of it is just stuff that can all be bundled into one, or I don't I'm not really too bothered about. I guess is what I have to say here. Come on, here we go. Okay, so yeah, pre-order new combat trailer for Fizzy North Star Lost Paradise. That seems like it. Interesting. So the final bit of news for this segment right here is going to be about the uh, the retro bit controllers, which have been uh, teased for a while. Yeah, yeah, they have been. Uh, so the retro bit controllers have sort of been known about for a while. They've been showing them off at like trade events and other similar events, but aside from seeing pictures we didn't know too much about them, well fear not because they finally revealed key information about these controllers which we've been wanting for a very, very long time. Uh, let me try and find where I was again, because I've, I've lost where I was. That's page three, I don't want page three, I want page one. And then, it's, of course, it's all the way at the bottom of the page. You can just be at the top to make my life easier. And to make me have to, uh, you know, not talk like this constantly. So, the Saturn controllers and the Sega Genesis controllers will be coming out earlier than the Dreamcast controllers. They'll be coming out in a later batch, which is sad. But at the same time, uh, the Mega Drive and Saturn controllers are amazing. I might be picking them up, potentially, if there's some Bluetooth ones. Because, oh, a wireless Saturn controller would be glorious. Uh, so, for some reason they're in translucent shells, I have no clue if that's just a prototype thing. Actually no, that seems to be final. Don't know why they've done that, hopefully there's some classic colour options, because I can see they have the uh, the pink triggers and they have the colourful buttons on the Saturn controller, so please, please let there be a white Saturn controller, a, a white Japanese Saturn controller. And maybe a Model 1 Japanese pad, come on, I know you I know you want to, because that's... Ugh, Japanese Saturn is life. Love my Japanese Saturn, hell yeah. So there was a... a I'm going to have to go type of Viper here, because I remember there being a sheet showing off a bunch of stuff for these controllers. Uh, price. Let's see if that brings up any results, because there was like an image circulating for a while that I saw somewhere about retro bit, but it's gonna take a bit of searching unless somebody's probably already tried to link it to me in the chat. The, the blue pad looks okay, I'd prefer if it was a Saturn pad honestly, it looks a bit weird as a Mega Drive pad. Yeah, there we go, uh, Mega Sega pads info, will that bring anything up? No. I, it was on Twitter so maybe that would get me a, a bit more, a bit more luck. But uh, <laughs> according to my antivirus, the RetroBit website is unsafe. Wow. Okay then. Um, RetroBit. Let's see what comes up. I've lost hope. Uh, space. 
Eh? No dash something. Uh, okay, they're doing a bunch of stuff according to this, but I don't care. I just want to see what. I just want to see the um the info sheet because I don't know why I can't find this now. But I had this a few days ago. And you know, you know, I'm desperate when I'm looking through Twitter. That's that's got to be my last resort, surely. Uh, nothing here. If if you know of any info down in the chat, please post it <laughs> to save my soul because it's just not coming up. I believe they were priced around thirty dollars, uh, just to <laughs> just just to save myself from searching. So around thirty dollars is not too bad. Actually, it might be forty. Uh, I might be getting that wrong as well. But either way, they're sort of around that price. They're not going to be a full price game sort of area. But yeah, Dreamcast pads coming later. Genesis slash Mega Drive and Saturn pads coming at the end of this year. So do get hype. Uh, now on to requests. So if you want to get in some requests, be sure to hit me up either in the DMs uh, at Green Viper at hashtag six three eight three. Join our Discord slash discord or on Twitter at Radio Sega at Topical Resort at the Green Viper Rate, or you can use the hashtag Topical Resort. Uh, you have a few other options as well, I believe. You also have email topicalresort at gmail.com, or you have a private message on the forums, I'm Green Viper 8 over there. All those different places you can get in your request, and quite a lot of people have already got in theirs. And speaking of which, uh, that reminds me. Uh, if you are. Uh, on these off topic episodes, I've decided to include a new rule. So if you don't request anything for these episodes, what I'll do is I'll take one of your outstanding requests. So a request you had for a previous episode that I didn't get to play or something, that's going to be your option if you haven't already requested one. So if you're like, I don't remember requesting this, that's because you requested it a few weeks ago and I just didn't play it. So that's definitely the case for our first request and I've just realised that looks very short. So I'm going to have to mess with the, uh, the queue on this for a second here. Yes, that is very short. Uh, thank you once again, uh, Radio DJ, for screwing up as flipping usual. This program is so unreliable when it comes to fades on tracks. Uh, I know that's a very first world problem indeed, but hey, hey oh, what can you do? So, yeah, we got requests from all sorts of games coming up tonight. We have one coming up, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. We got one from Alpine Racer, we got one from Conker's Bad Third Day, we got one from the newly released or Oldly released Yakuza Kiwami 2. Got one from Streets of Rage and we got one from True Ethan, but there's still plenty of time to get in yours. So send in any gaming request. Uh, it doesn't even have to be Sega. Send in any gaming request you want as long as it's decent to be aired and I'll be sure and happy even to air it. But uh, as for now, I just need to quickly get this lined up and then we will be good. So that will just take a brief second and then we are good. So. Coming up next is a request from Admiral Snackbar. I'm not sure if he's listening or lurking or whatever tonight, but either way, he wanted this one back all the way back to the Mega Drive episode at the beginning of the month. So, from Crash, or not not from like Crash Bandicoot, from a guy called Crash. This is his YM2612 remix of Ice Mountain Act 1 from Sonic Advance. When we come back, we'll be ending off the news and perhaps looking at those ever-so-touted spam emails. See you then.
universe of the key that will unlock a universe of awesome power. The most dangerous journey is the one that leads you to the human heart. What a tune that was right there from Tunethum. That was We Gonna Journey, as requested by I1980. Never heard of that one up until tonight, but I really wish I had, because an awesome bit of Eurobeat there. For that, because I wasn't going to be outdanced by Jamie from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. That was so much more, the Fantasia Project Radio Mix version, because I was going to play the original, and I remembered I'm quite low on time, and that's double the length of that one that I played you there. Before that, from Streets of Rage, also known as Bare Knuckle, that was fighting in the street, the round one theme, as requested by Shaddix Croft. From Yakuza Kiwami 2, that was Outlaw's Lullaby, requested by J-Star Max, a track which I was talking about him, I was talking about to him in a DM, not realising that he'd just requested it moments earlier. <laughs> Whoops. Before that, the track that Jamie outdanced me on from Conker's Bad Fur Day, that was Rock Solid. From Electric Boogaloo, Alpine Racer, that was Never Break Away, and kicking off the block was a request, long outstanding, from Admiral Snack Bar, as done by the remixer Crash, that was Ice Mountain Act 1, the YM2612 remix. And now we are back here, and um, Callum barely missed the deadline, will I give it to him? Yeah. Because I'm talking about Sonic stuff here, so fine, I'll, I'll plop it in the, uh, the next, next segment right here, but... Um, what is it? What was I going to say? Oh yes, back to the news. Wow, it's almost as if I forgot the entire point of this segment. So, you can guess, it's the only stuff we haven't talked about, it is Shenmue time. <laughs> so, Shenmue, what's been happening this month? Well, as you can guess, probably quite a lot. Shenmue 1 and 2 HD came out on the 21st of August this year for PS4, Xbox One and PC. 
very, very glitchy indeed. Uh, there were various people like me who were like, yeah, it's not glitchy at all, you're just lying, and then we actually um, got decently far into the game and discovered <laughs> it was pretty broken. Uh, I haven't touched the game in almost a week now, thanks Yakuza Kiwami, you did this to me. But as soon as I finish Yakuza Kiwami, or the uh, the main story, I'm going back to finish uh, Shenmue, then I'm going to go to the Goromajima story once I finish Shenmue 1. Then after we've done that, I'm going to go to Shenmue 2. So I've got, got a quite <laughs> quite packed lineup ahead of me, uh, so shall we say. But yeah, that's that. Aside from um, Shenmue being buggy, two patches came out and a third is on the way, which is aim to fix everything, as Callum just said down in the chat. I don't know if they're on console yet. Oh my goodness, that's PT Kickass down in the chat room. The... PT Kickass, host of the Blue Zone. Incredible. <laughs> this is the once in a lifetime opportunity. Here he's in the chat. And speaking of which, uh, Supersonic Swag joined us and Callum joined us as well during the break. So, hello to you both too. But oh my goodness, PT. Wow. Um, yeah, that's true. They did publicly release one of the patches and there's a beta patch which came out today which they released on PC and. Yeah, Supersonic Swag says the patch is coming to consoles next week. Either way, they've supposedly patched everything now, so it's a good release. Please go and buy it now. And there was just one thing that could have done a bit better, though. And that was a lot of the textures are pretty low resolution. If you look at Rio's jacket, it doesn't look as good as it could have. Well, fear not, because if you own a PC of any kind, the modding community's got you covered, because mods are already starting to come out for Shenmue. And people are upgrading the textures tenfold. They look absolutely gorgeous. If you're down in our Discord, here is what the brand new, here's what the brand new graphics look like compared to the old one in, or the old ones in the HD version. It's quite a significant facelift, if I do say so myself. So, if you own it on PC, they're still working on quite a lot of them. It's not perfect. It's quite a work in progress. Not everything is finished yet. So keep that in mind. But I mean, just look at Rio. He, he looks gorgeous now. He looks very high resolution indeed. As well as that, the same day that the, the Shenmue 1 and 2 came out on PS4, Xbox One and PC, a release date was announced for Shenmue 3 at Gamescom. Gamescom, the uh, the German gaming convention, uh, which, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people say, our own Veritex went there and he also managed to snag an interview with Chris Holzbeck, so that'll be awesome. But Shenmue 3 it was announced at Gamescom to be releasing on August 27th, 2019. I think it's August 27th. If it isn't, I've just severely messed up the date. I think it's August 27th. Please let it be. If it's not, someone will have to correct me and make me look like a massive, massive goon. They do that anyway. But yeah, we see Landy in this trailer and he is met with Ryo this time and well if you know anything about Shenmue 2 you know that this shouldn't be happening but it is so what's going to happen? The trailer doesn't show us but it's something to look forward to if you're a fan of the series either way. Aside from Shenmue we do actually have a bit more news left because uh, what's a month here on or what's a month episode of a uh, a news roundup here on the Topical Resort on the off-topic episodes without some Sonic news, because it's always Sonic news here at Sega, here at Radio Sega as well. So the rooftop run-inspired track in Team Sonic Racing was revealed at Gamescom 2018. It looks nice. Oh, I missed a bit of Shenmue news. There's a free, there's a free Shenmue theme in North America. So if you have a North American account, there you go. 
Uh, yeah, August 27, 2019 was the date as well. I got it right. So, uh, what else do we have? Because I, I just seen the retro bit stuff as well, which I said I couldn't find, and it was here anyway. Right, okay, let's go back to this just to clear my uh, my tracks. So, Retrobit uh, will be releasing in November slash December a Genesis wired six button controller, a Genesis wired eight button controller, a Genesis Bluetooth controller, a Genesis Bluetooth receiver, a Mega Drive wired six button controller for the original Mega Drive, so it actually works on the Mega Drive, a USB eight button Mega Drive controller, a Bluetooth Bluetooth Mega Drive controller, a Bluetooth Mega Drive receiver. Saturn wired original port controller, a Saturn wired USB port controller, a Saturn Bluetooth controller, and a Saturn Bluetooth receiver. Did you get that? Yeah, hopefully you did. <laughs> that, that's what Retrobit will be releasing soon. Anyway, back to Sonic. Jim Carrey shows off his new haircut as Eggman, and uh, I don't know about you, he, he looks he looks a bit emo. <laughs> that's all I've got to say to this, he doesn't look like Eggman. He just looks like emo. And uh, on the subject of Gamescom, we just had Skyblaze down in the chat room, and they say, had to work through 12 hours of Gamescom while suffering a kidney infection. So if you haven't done already, go ahead and uh, give a bit of support to Skyblaze down in the chat, because they definitely need it. Uh, Jim Curry, says Callum. Yes, yes, that is how you say his name. It's a weird haircut. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, In the middle of August, Team Sonic Racing revealed that Vector, or Team Vector, will be coming to the roster, including Vector, Blaze, and Silver. Now, I don't know about you, uh, I don't know if you know your Sonic lore, if you're a game theorist, that's a phrase we shouldn't have mentioned once, and yet we've mentioned it twice tonight. Um, you would know that, have Blaze, Vector, and Silver even been in the same dimension together? More than five minutes, aside from spin-off games, let alone talk to each other? This is such a weird team combination for me. Like... Why is Vector there? <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, Electric says that maybe he'll be wearing a bald cap for the movie. I mean, that's possible, but it's still very, very unlikely. I mean, he wouldn't have got a haircut just so he could put on a bald cap, but I mean, hey, um, d- don't rule it out, I'd say. Yes, yeah, so we got that in Team Sonic Racing News, and I think that might be it for the news. Almost. I, uh, I don't think there's... Ah, uh, no, there is. Uh, so it was revealed... Sonic's voice actor for the Sonic movie was finally revealed. And it's none other than Ben Schwartz, who for some reason has something for voicing blue characters in an animation. Is that some sort of weird fetish? Probably. <laughs> he's, he's voiced like three blue characters now, seriously. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be something in the contract for that. Uh, but yeah, he sounds quite good on his other roles, so I feel confident he'll make a good Sonic, and there's the possibility that he could take over from Roger as well, so I wouldn't even be mad if that happened, because he's pretty good, in my opinion. Um, aside from that, I think that's it for Sonic news. Uh, yeah, that seems to be it for Sonic news. Uh, we still got some a bit more news, though, and that is that Persona 3 and Persona 5 Dancing have new release dates here in the West, because those of you who don't know, they're meant to be coming out in September 2019. Not September, why have I said September? They're meant to be coming out in 2019, but they pushed the release date forward because they realised we probably don't need almost an entire year to translate a game that barely has any menus. So the new release date for Persona Dancing 3 and 5 is December 4th, and if you pre-order it here in the UK slash US, 
you get access to the soundtrack CDs, I believe. No, you don't, actually. Never mind. But you get access to a digital download Sony 4 Dancing All Night. For those of you who don't know, you don't know your Sega education, you don't know your Atlas education, you haven't read the Atlas recently. Um, that's a PS Vita title, and they're giving you a digital download for it, so that means it'll probably be coming to PS4 digitally, and maybe even physically at some point, uh, outside of this package. So, get excited for that if you're a fan of these rhythm games. Hopefully we can snag a review copy here at Radio Sega, I'm sort of hoping, because if you know anything about me, you know that I'm not going to have any money in December, because December is uh, it's Smash Month, and I'm, I'm spending £80 on Smash. Uh, that was a brilliant decision made by myself. I, I couldn't see any flaws with the plan whatsoever. But no, I might get Persona 5 and Persona 3 Dancing if I don't end up getting a review copy. But either way, I want to review them even if I pay for it out of my own cold, hard cash. But yeah, that's what's happening in the world of Persona, and that's what's happening in the world of Sega news this month. But don't think that's it for this talk bed just yet. Uh, we, we, got <laughs> we got some interesting stuff in the chat. Um... Well, I don't even know what you're saying at this point. It's just talking about blue balls, blue spheres. Who knows? But I do know what to do next because, well, here's something we haven't done in a while. It's time. It's time to read the spam, the spam folder on my email. Yep, indeed, it's that time. You heard the music, you know it's here. Uh, it's spam time, baby. So, normally what happens uh, at the resort is... On these off-topic episodes, I tend to get a lot of spam on my Gmail for some reason. <laughs> Straight to the Topic Resort email. So I always find it funny just to read through that folder with some tragic music in the background just to see, just to see how desperate they are. To um to <laughs> to uh, extract money from this resort, they want my business. They want the dollar. They want the fees that I commission to get into the doors. So let's start off with Doctor Harry's Tony, who has an abandoned package for me that he wants to deliver. Attention, dear package owner, I have registered your ATM Mastercard of four point five million. US dollars. We're going for those high figures once again, ladies and gentlemen. With DHL Express Courier Company with registration code of bracket space shipment code AWB33XZS. Please, no space, no dot, no full stop. Contact with your delivery information such as your name, your address, your telephone number, your age, your country. And then he just signs off. Name of director, Dr. Henry Thomas. Email. I'm not going to read out his email. <laughs> telephone. Not going to read out his telephone either. If you have paid for the delivery, I have paid for the delivery free. The only fee you have to pay is their security fee. Please indicate the registration number to DHL when contacting them. I don't know why I had an abandoned package, but I have an abandoned package. We got one more guy here. We got Bill Martins, and uh, he wants he wants some stuff from us. He clearly wants he wants the door commissions. He wants any profit we make in the financial year, which is coming to an end soon. So that's why he sent through this email at this very time, Thursday the ninth of August at ten o one p.m. This message seems dangerous. Google tells me. Now I'm sure it's fine. This guy seems legit. He has Mister in his name after all. 
My name is Mr. Bill Martins, a branch manager of a prime bank in London. I need your urgent assistance in transferring the sum of bracket space 38 million Great British Pounds space bracket to your bank account. The fund has been dormant, inactive, with a dash, for 17 years in our bank here in London without any space body coming for it. I want to release the fund to you. I just saw what was on the bottom line. As the nearest person to our deceased customer, the owner of the account, who died along with his supposed next of kin in air cash, since 31st of July 2000. All sense has gone out the window now. You can find more information about the plane crash on... He's linked BBC News. Uh, is that the real BBC News address? BBC... I don't think that is the real BBC News address. Let's check. <laughs> No, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get spammed now. Damn it. Um, I don't know if it's the real address. I feel like it isn't. Uh, no, apparently that is the real address though. So, why um, dot stm at the end though? Like that's not a common news format at all. So I am gonna assume that's a redirect or something. Whatever. If you're interested in series, write to me on the below email address so I can send you more details. And it's a Yahoo address, which is how you know it's legitimate bank manager, and he sent it on a different Yahoo email address for some reason. <laughs> PT says, uh, surprisingly I never got those emails, wish I did so I could play those people. That is something I've been considering doing for a while. Do I respond to these people soon? Because, you know, I've been playing with them for long enough. But do I actually get them back? That's what I want to know. So uh, maybe I should do that at some point. I feel like it could make for a good episode. But we've got actually one more email here, uh, and this guy he's got a he's got a very good name. He's it rolls off the tongue. It's a very common English name, you know, here in the UK. His name is Information. Information. And uh, the, the subject I just noticed is just called U11. And then he sends a uh, message, which, or an image, which I don't want to open, which just says, urgent reply needed in Word Art. <laughs> it just says it in Word Art. It's truly uh, something, truly something uh, spectacular. And uh, the last bit of spam, which I need to read out here, is the worst of all. This is by far uh, the absolute worst bit of spam I've ever read. Uh, it comes from a user who uh, has the handle info at twitter.com <laughs> and uh, it's, it says your highlights and one of the highlights comes from uh, this lad called the Green Viper Ray. Uh, he, d he doesn't seem to make some very interesting tweets and uh, he says the most interesting way to go out and then links to a clip of Yakuza Kiwami too so at least we know he has good taste but Twitter never contact me again you're by far the worst spam um, <laughs> in, in my timeline I just noticed the um, the the uh, the header here, or the subject header, and uh, it's from some guy I don't know, but it says, they tweeted, we we always waiting for SA3. Yeah, we are. Why, why did you feel the need to tell me that, Twitter? We're always waiting for SA3, no matter what happens. And that uh, PT actually managed to get one of those emails. Uh, you, should, you should mess with them, PT, trust me. I'd never get them on any other emails except my topical result email for whatever reason. Uh, except, uh, this is a funny story, so I feel like I should go into it. Uh, 
the school email system we have uh, to you know contact each other and contact uh, the the members of staff <laughs> has been completely compromised. It's had a worm running on it, which teachers have spread amongst each other and have now started to spe- send to students. <laughs> so um, this is just a problem which is no longer no longer limited to my top result email. <laughs> It's now it's now infected the entire uh, ecosystem of my education. So, thank you, spammers. That was exactly what I needed of you right there. Oh, how I love you. No, I don't. Anyway, let's let's get back to our normal music here. That that's a lot better. So that's all we have for uh, this talk bed right here. But now it's time to get in some more music because we are very, 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 very low on time. As you can tell by the fact it's half past. And we would normally be moving out of the call-in at this point. I don't care, I've had a lot of fun this episode, so <laughs> as long as it takes. And uh, I learned, thanks to a friend today, that um, it's a certain blue a certain blue person's birthday today. And uh, it's not the blue person that everyone in the chat likes. It's the blue person which everyone in the chat thinks of as Marmite. So... As a birthday celebration from Hatsune Miku Project Diva, this is Jaded right here on Radio Sega.
Wow, thanks for whispering there, narrator lady. Uh, people could really hear you in the chat, definitely. So that's why we're going to have to have you play it again. <sighs> what, are they, what are they like, eh? Better. Thank you for doing it this time. Welcome back to the Top Resort. Right here on Radio Sega with my... Uh, with my ever so unreliable co-host. What you just heard there was from Shining Resonance Refrain. I didn't actually talk about that game I was meant to, but I forgot. But um, I, th I thought it was somewhat relevant. That was Tawairo No. I, I had the pronunciation in my head a second ago and it went out as soon as everything messed up. Tawairo No Aria with Sonia Blanche. And that's, that's the main theme, or a version of the main theme. I don't think that's the one they use in-game, but there's a few different covers on the album for that one. I don't know why we don't have it on the playlist. We probably should get that on the playlist. Before that, a request from Callum, because he got it in seconds after I ended the, the request block. From Sonic Mega Collection, that's the opening demo. Then before that, as a joke, I thought of the, uh, the, least, the least celebratory birthday track that I could. So from Hatsune Miku Project Diva, that was jaded, and I hope you feel as depressed as I did. Oh. After listening to that, oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, because of that, the conversation came up in the chat room of um, of some Miku VR dating or AR, sorry, uh, augmented reality dating simulator where you can date Miku. Uh, Callum jokingly said that's my chance, uh, to which I replied, "Shut up, Callum." <laughs> um, and this this got me onto the topic of the creepy VR game known as Hatsune Miku VR Future Live. A mediocre rhythm game that's, uh, hey, what if we did rhythm games but uh, in, in virtual reality and you have to match your arms up with where the notes are? It's a really horrible game, made even worse by the fact that uh, it's, it's really weird the position you're in in the game. You're Miku's special friend. Oh, special friends. And, uh, I've only seen footage of it. I don't own any VR systems, but it seems a bit uncomfortable, personally. You know, like, oh, it's special friends, you're my special helper. Like, uh, no, <laughs> back away, can you don't, please? Uh, the one good thing about that game is it has a really good remix of Yvan Polka, or Polka, the uh, the main theme of Project Diva. Aside from that, that's like the only good thing about the game. And uh, there's a creepy waifu simulator of Shining Resonance Refrain. That's a good way of tying it in <laughs> to what we were just talking about there. Um, yeah, let, let, let's briefly, quickly move on from that one, in fact. And uh, we are definitely very much going to overrun in Sega Mix Drive. I apologise, Rexy. Um, did you DM me, Admiral? I didn't catch it. Uh, let me check it quickly now. Oh, yeah, you did DM me. Uh, I'll respond to that after the show, Admiral. Apologies for not getting back to you. Anyway, it's time to move on to the topical thesis, and you know what it is by now, but if you don't, it's where I take my three points for my three points against, and I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with a statement which I've come up with, or I've heard around the Sega community. And uh, this is one I've definitely heard around the Sega community today. Today's topical thesis is should Sega use pixel art or illustrations in their retro throwbacks, obviously in reference to the whole Streets of Rage 4 debacle, Facebook going flipping mental. Like, how dare they have cartoony graphics in a video game? It's unacceptable, even. I feel so let down by this, but, uh, well, where, what conclusion do I come to? Do I prefer pixel art or do I prefer illustrations? Let's find out, and let's begin with pixel art. 
So it's simple to make pixel art sprites while still being detailed. Not really too much more that can be said on that one, just you can make detailed sprites but it doesn't take as much work as fully hand drawing or using flash or something to draw a, a, a single illustration that's going to be used in the game. Due to this, it allows more resources to be put into development. If you're spending less time on art, you can spend more time on the programming, more time on the music, more time on the story. Everything else is benefited when you use pixel art because, well, if, if you're a small team and you've got multiple jobs between you, then that certainly, most definitely helps. Uh, and on top of that, the final point in favour of pixel art is that it fits in lines with the games it's trying to compete with or imitate because... Well, it's trying to compete with or imitate retro, actual retro titles, so it fits in with them very well, indeed. And, well, on top of that, let's be fair, every other retro revival game these days uses pixel art because it's easier, as I mentioned in those last few points. So, with that in mind, why wouldn't you want to stand face-to-face with them, stand eye-to-eye even, and have a good fight against them? How about points in favour of illustration though? It brings old ideas or games into the modern age. Streets of Rage is perfect here because, well, we, we love the pixel graphics. They look awesome, in fact, for the Mega Drive, but bringing those classic characters who've only ever seen in itty bitty form, bringing them to a proper draw or proper illustrations outside of, you know, concept art gorgeous and really does bring those retro characters into the modern world. You can make an indie game or throwback stand out from the crowd. Most indie games, once again, out of ease, use pixel art, but if you use illustrations, not too many people are really doing that nowadays. It used to be more common, but indie games sort of took a step away from that. There's still quite a few, don't get me wrong, but not as many as there used to be. So you can really, you know, get yourself some good... I keep saying you know. <laughs> I've picked up on it and I can't stop. But you get the opportunity to stand out from the crowd and maybe get some free publicity just off the fact that you've got hand-drawn beautiful visuals that look different to everyone else's. And it adds a layer of depth that wasn't possible in the original games. Fairly simple point. You weren't able to have these illustrations in the original games. You weren't able to have high this high-quality music in the original games. So you have something going for your game that no retro game could have. You've brought it to the modern age while keeping those classic uh, values in tow. So what's my conclusion? Am I more of a fan of illustration? Do I prefer you know, the... Uh, <laughs> do I prefer the, uh, the illustration or do I prefer the pixel art? Am I more of a fan of the days gone by over the over the, uh, the current days because as we know no one in 1990 had access to a pen and paper or digital drawing equipment it, it just didn't happen what's my conclusion here it is in conclusion I love pixel art a lot but illustrations edge it out slightly for me although they don't feel authentic illustrations are beautiful in a new way and add a new layer of polish to retro releases as previously discussed so despite the backlash that Streets of Rage has seen I would like more of Sega's throwbacks to have new graphical options in the future. What's your opinion on this opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at The Green Vibrate. You can get it in through Discord at uh, RadioSega.gf forward slash Discord. You can get it in through Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can get it in through the forums on Green Vibrate over there. Or you can get it in through a email, topresort at gmail.com. All those different places you can get in your opinions. 
that's all that's all there is for mine do be sure to get them in during the music break but we really do have to get into that so let's get another one on from streets of rage in hype and in reference to this thesis from streets of rage the original this is the round four the round four theme also known as keep the groove in right here on radio sega when we come back it'll be time for the disco call-in
Missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In It's the rush calling, so we've really got to get a move on. So, what you just heard there was from Persona 4 Dancing All Night. That was Dance Hymn of the Soul, Disco in Velvet Remix. For that, from Streets of Rage, also known as Bare Knuckle, that was Keep the Grooving. Round 4, which for some reason on my metadata, it was saying, Keep the Grooving? Question mark. It wasn't quite sure enough whether it was grooving hard enough. Uh, so, with... <laughs> With uh, with the Discord call in, we we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna do this in a bit of a fancy way right here. Uh, we are gonna take a single minute call right now. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a timer ready, and uh, you've only got a minute to answer if you are indeed the selected person. And I need to find my phone to actually do the timer because I don't know where it is. <laughs> Typical. Uh, feel like if I actually know I could just do it from here and welcome to the show Dean what would you like to talk about today oh hello hello uh, you've, got, like you've got a minute starting I know, in I'm five going. seconds now now I'm currently playing Z point hospital and you should all buy this even though it doesn't even though it has the new though I got it for 13 quid so I can't complain <laughs> what's your what's, what's been your favourite part of Two Point Hospital today, or so far since I haven't uh, actually talked I, about I, it today? I've killed about ten people. You, you, and uh, the <laughs> this this isn't uh, that plague game or whatever it's called. It's a hospital. You're supposed to be saving the people. How did you mess yeah, up this badly? Uh, me. I did call it Get These Hands Foundation. You get these hands. You're gonna get these hands. You know. I said WWE anyway. <laughs> uh, what, one quick thing before you go, since you've got 15 seconds, anything else you'd like to say? Buy this game and give me money. Sure, that, that works. Why not? Thank you for coming on the show, Dean. <laughs> we'll have you on properly at some point again. I swear we'll have you on again properly at some point, but thank you for coming on the show, Dean. Properly, definitely. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye. And that was Shaddix Croft, and that's the first time he's been on the show in flipping ages, and uh, hopefully we'll see him again, because I, w- I would actually like to make this into a proper segment, this one-minute call-in stuff, uh, if we could get enough people in the chill-out to justify it, like, you know, take some shorter calls, because like, normally on the chill-out, or on the chill-out airing, as we like to call it, people really do quite babble on sometimes, there's nothing against them, it's just out of the segment, is uh planned out, but I'd, I'd like to do um, a bunch of quick-fire short calls, maybe, just to spice things up a bit, a bit later on, so if you're interested in that, then be here in two weeks' time, perhaps, when we could do some quick-fire call-in. That's officially what I'm calling it, but let's get into the toppy mix. So, today's toppy mix, we've got another track from Tunethem, since I didn't know I was going to request one. Then we've got a certain Mr. Blue Zone on the decks for our Topical Resort, or our Topical Resort, Tropical Resort remix of the month. And ending off the block is a track from a game we haven't featured before, and it's a genre we haven't featured before on the show, but either way, you're going to want to turn it up. But kicking off the block here is a track from Tunethem. This is Bad Apple, and when we come back, it'll finally be time to end off the show. 
Enjoy the Top Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
turn it up and get down or turn it down and get up. Entirely your choice. not any really any intro that I can even use to top that from Voez I actually pronounce voice but I prefer saying it Voez it's more fun that was pure power stomper um, normally that game tends to have a lot of like um, reserved j-pop slow or sometimes hyper j-pop tracks but that's sort of the genre that game normally sticks and then occasionally on special events I don't play that often but occasionally on special events 
they have absolute tunes like that. And that was the first here on the top of resort. That was a first play of some hardcore, or maybe even dubstep, some would call it. And fear not, because we're going into new territories here, because we've got another first genre coming up in just a second. Whoa, I know, your heart might stop in a second, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so I've been Green Viper 8, uh, as you all know, and... Uh, down in the chat room, we've had a lot of cool people today. We've had Admiral Snackbar, we've had Jamie, we've had Eclipse, we've had Callum, we've had Doan2300, we've had TCB, we've had The King, we've had... Uh, did I say Eclipse? I might not have said Eclipse. If I didn't... Eclipse! And we've had PT Kickass, who uh, enjoyed the fact that we played his own remix. We've had Skyblaze, we had Twinny earlier on, we had uh, we had some others, but they've, they've all disappeared long into the chat. We had Electric Boogaloo. We had Supersonic Swag, we had Shaddix Croft, we had IO1980, we've had a whole host of people today, and if I've missed you out, feel free to shout at me, and we've got Rexy typing right now, that sort of counts, I guess. We've had JSTAR Max as well, can't forget JSTAR. If you've been lurking today, thank you. If you've been chatting today, thank you. If you've been listening on the podcast today, bigger thank you to you as well. Uh, I know we've overrun here a bit, so I apologise to Rexy, but a thank you. Anyway, for being patient, as always, with me. <laughs> it's definitely much appreciated uh, when I overrun on these sorts of episodes, but I've had a lot of fun tonight. This has been one of my favourite episodes. Probably, if not my favourite episode of the season so far. been amazing. Thank you guys for making it what it was. And uh, we... Uh, did I say Jamie? Yeah, I think I said Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Uh, we've got one final track coming up here, but I'm sure you want to know what's coming up next week, but um, I don't entirely know. I have an idea, but I haven't finalised it yet, so keep an eye on RadioSega.net and our social media feeds for the usual blog blog post this Wednesday when you'll be able to find out what the topic is, but this won't be, uh, you know, this normally doesn't happen too often, I normally have episodes ready, or you know, ready, slash, I've thought about them in advance, I'm not too sure about this episode though, I might want to double check, you know, it's not like, oh, something could go wrong, I just want to double check check a few things to make sure I have enough music for it before I go gung-ho into it. So that's what's happening with that, but yes. Next week, a mystery. Ooh, spooky what could be. It's the first episode of September, though, so it could be anything. I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We've got one final track here that's a remix of a Sonic Forces track, and I wanted to feature this as we feature this guy's music almost every week. But we never feature any of his other tracks, and I've really been meaning to do that. So, this is a remix from our boy Too Easy, who composed the Welcome to Paradise track that we use as the first talk bed on Standard Topical Resort episode. So, thank you to him, and because this is a brilliant track. We've got this one coming up here, but uh, I want to say as well, this is a new, this is a first for the Topical Resort, because it's the first time we'll be featuring any trap music on the show, I know. Incredible, right? I'm really branching out with these genres. Whatever. Here's Too Easy with Crescent Current. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Green Viperate. You have been awesome. And, as always, stay topical.
Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.